Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie Artcast. Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And we're with the Arts and Culture Alliance. Hello, everyone. Hello. We're back again. We had a little <laughs> hiatus last week. But we did. We are, we've been very busy. We have been very busy. It's been a busy summer. It, it has. It and has. It's been a lot trying to get ready for the ending of the Riverstone concert series mm-hmm. and the studio tour. And then enjoying a little bit of our summer, like trying to visit family, which I just did. I went you to Portland. Did. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me give everyone a little notice. Okay. If you want to see Multnomah Falls, you have to make a reservation. Which I think is amazing because you've always been able to just stop there. <laughs> well, that's what we thought, too. So we were driving there to Portland to go see my mother-in-law and family. And we're like, let's stop on the way back. Because every time we're like, I want to get on that bridge. I've never been on the bridge. I lived in Portland nine years. Never been on the bridge. I've always gone to this, you know, like the little shop and the little area right before you go on Mm -hmm. to the... The last time I tried to go on the bridge, it was during the fires of uh, when they had the fires around the bridge. Right. Anyway, and we couldn't go on the trails. Right. So couldn't go then. So this time I said, on our way back, we'll leave early, make sure we can go on the trail so we right. can walk up to the bridge and get my son, or well, I'm calling him my son-in-law. He will be. He will be. He will be. Yeah. Maddie's boyfriend, Clay. He, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. So we, I brought them and I thought, okay, great. We're going to get this picture with the beautiful waterfall behind them. And we get there and you have the QR code. You get out, everybody's, there's a whole bunch of people waiting there. And I'm like, what is going on? And people are mad. They're like, we can't get in. And I'm like, what? She says, oh yeah, you have to have a reservation. I'm like, what? So you go to the QR code. It was 1030 in the morning. And we could, there was a spot for four people at 1230. I'm like, well, we're not waiting around. We got to get home. So we took a picture, and the picture is of Maddie and Clay, and the like a little hint of the I saw it. It's like a little drip, <laughs> a little behind str- them. A little str- <laughs> so anyway, that's my uh, little note for everyone traveling. Right. Make sure you get your reservation at probably any park uh, this year. Why do you think they did that? I th- I don't know. I don't know if it's just Oregon because they're very tight on the. Uh, COVID, COVID or they don't have a lot of park people working. You know, everybody's looking for oh, yeah. work. So it's COVID I, or co- staffing. Or issues. there's just too many people like in Yellowstone. They can't keep up. There's so many people coming right. because everybody wants to go to the parks. So uh, same thing happened to my another friend who went to uh, Yellowstone. Couldn't get in. Wow. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Anyway, so another trip foiled. Yep. So if you're going to somewhere, just make sure you don't need reservations yeah, before but we you go did, so you're not yeah. unexpectedly But surprised. another place you don't need reservations is the coast. We did go to the coast and I nice. did put my feet in the water. You mean the ocean doesn't require you no, to? No, you don't need a... They don't have QR codes? No, they don't. You can just go. We went to Cannon Beach and Seaside and it was beautiful. It was a gorgeous oh, day. It was kind of overcast. The drive through Portland was okay. You know, there's a lot of traffic there. Yeah. And, uh, but it wasn't too bad. And what the funniest thing, I'll just, and then I'll move on from me. I promise, is that the kids were like, oh my God, I can't wait to get back 
to like Coeur d'Alene and Spokane, the traffic's hardly anything. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know. It's pretty bad here. I know. But the ocean was beautiful and it was a beautiful day. And I had the best clam chowder. So nice. I'm happy. It Yay. was a great trip. How about you? Well, I also had a fun trip. Yes. I went to um, Canada with my husband, Kevin. Yes. And we went to Fernie, BC, Mm -hmm. which is just to the east of Cranbrook. And they have, every year, they have this, they call it the Wapiti Music Festival. Mm -hmm. And John, the John Welch Band was playing there. Oh, they're awesome. And they're so good. And I just, it's like, as soon as I saw John Welch post that on Facebook, I bought the tickets. And then I I booked us in an Airbnb. And we took our bikes. And we were really close to the park where they had the music festival. And... Um, we took our bikes the first day, which was awesome because we didn't have to worry about finding a parking spot. And on the way back, we're, we're hiking up. I mean, it was all downhill there <laughs> to the park, but it was all uphill back. Uh-oh. And then right at the top of the hill, just before we got to our Airbnb, Kevin's bearings went out on his bike. Uh. So the next day... <laughs> You had to walk. Oh. But it was only a 20-minute walk. Oh, that's not bad. Walking downhill was great. Walking uphill was not. Oh. But it was really fun to see John and his band play, and we got to drink beers with them afterwards. Fun. Hopefully we can have them back. Yeah. And here is an interesting thing. Mm Mm-hmm. He was telling me that, um, and I knew that this was a thing, that they can't come here and play without a visa. Mm -hmm. And their visas are the equivalent of $1,800 U.S. dollars. Wow. Um, I don't don't know what that equates to in Canadian dollars, but it's like $2,200. That's a lot. And, And... a band has to, you know, route themselves sure. to several gigs in order to make, to that make it worthwhile. Worthwhile. Wow. U.S. bands, when they go to Canada, all they have to have is a letter. Wow. That seems very inequitable to it me. It does. So I told him I'm going to do my best to, to fix that okay. situation. We're I don't, on it. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, at least for the for the northwest interesting i know that just makes me really really mad because they're really good and we'd like to have them here yeah they're very good huh i don't but anyway after we left fernie which is a cute little town by the way cute little art town um we drove up through radium hot springs which i'd never been to and we went over rogers pass Mm -hmm. rogers pass is gorgeous oh yeah it is like all the mountains that you see there make ours look like hills. Mm-hmm. And when we were driving through the pass, you could not see the top of the mountains out the side of your car. You had to look through the sunroof to Ooh. see the top. And here, I feel like when you go over a pass here, you may see one or two or three mountains. There were mountain after mountain after mountain after mountain. I mean, it never ended even when we got to Revelstoke, we were still in the mountains. It's like the Canadian Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was cool. beautiful. Good. And it was Kevin's first time up oh, good. there. And he he was blown away. I think I keep telling him how beautiful it is because Revelstoke is right on the Columbia River. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he believed me until he saw it. So, yeah. Book your anyway. Trips. Yeah. Do it. Was it was fun. 
Anyway, here we have some local artists. Yep, we're pretty excited to have as our guests today, Kevin and Patty Jester. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you. We're we're excited because we have like a number of things to talk about with them. First of all, Patty is like the most amazing gardener Mm -hmm. ever. Her garden is her art. And Kevin is a architect in town, and that's his art. But they also have their own art, and they're also in the studio tour. That's so right. welcome, welcome. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for being us. Yeah. So um, let's start with you, Kevin, and let's talk <laughs> about. Um, I just want to talk about architecture because I feel like architecture is what got you here in the first place. That's correct. So let's let's talk about that and what you had to do to get here. And well, I, I guess it was um, kind of serendipitous. Uh, a college classmate of mine and a, a lifelong friend um, had moved here in 1977, and um, he and I went to school at Washington State University together. And we had been out of school a couple, three, four years, and uh, he moved here, and he knew my interest in the outdoors, as well as my interest in uh, architecture and construction. And when he, after he lived here for a month or two, he gave me a call and said, you know, Kevin, you might want to come over here and take a look. And so um, Patty and I were in the very early stages of our courtship. And uh, I asked her, I said, what do you think? Um, I'll go over and take a look. And she said, yeah. Um, so we came over and um, came to Coeur d'Alene for the first time. And it was in the wintertime and the snow was falling and the eagles were flying and <laughs> the mountains were gorgeous. And I just went, well, I think I need to be here. <laughs> and so I went back home and told Patty and um, eventually she and her mom drove over here to give it a look and see if this was something that was acceptable. And, and then she uh, told me that she found a place to rent, so that was kind of a confirmation <laughs> that we would come over. So we moved over in 1978, March of 1978. We got married in February of the same year, and a month later we moved to Coeur d'Alene. And I um, I think we had like $700 to our, our name and uh, hoped we could make it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I went to work for uh, a startup firm called Architects West, which now has been in business in Coeur d'Alene for, uh, I think, in a couple of years, they'll celebrate 50 years in business wow. in Coeur d'Alene. It was started in 1974. And so I came during a time when it was busy. Um, and was able to come in on kind of the ground floor of that. Right. And um, I was young and learning the craft and the trade of architecture and the business of architecture. And Coeur d'Alene was uh, not really discovered yet. And so over the course of time of uh, having practiced architecture for 40 some years in Coeur d'Alene, I've seen Coeur d'Alene grow up. Mm-hmm. I've seen it uh, grow up in many different ways. Um, not only in terms of facilities and uh, infrastructure, but in terms of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it go from pretty simple to more sophisticated. 
and it's been um, it's been fun to watch. It's fun been fun to be a part of and see that happen to see this community mature. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have concerns that it's going too fast, right? <laughs> that we may lose some of that character that is Coeur d'Alene, right? And so, um, don't want to do that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so, I hope to be a part of some discussions and dialogue about maintaining that character that is Coeur d'Alene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's um, good because we all want to yeah. maintain mm-hmm. that character. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, uh, your question about architecture, you know, I've, I've, uh, architecture is a um, um, pretty sophisticated career, and I've been in over my head for <laughs> the past 45 years. A <laughs> uh, uh, con- continuous learning process of um, how to work with people, how to work with materials, how does how to design in space, um, mm-hmm. and not just uh, two dimensional but three dimensional. Um, how to work in with landforms as well as structural building forms. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is you know it has been a passion of mine, and I have hoped that my time here in Coeur d'Alene that I haven't left too much debris behind me, and <laughs> hopefully the work that that I've been able to do and that the firm has been able to do is something that has made Coeur d'Alene a better place. So, happy to answer any sp- more specific questions that right. you might have with that regard. Well, I know you've done some pretty amazing projects. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your favorites? Oh gosh, that's always a tough, uh, toy, tough question and people ask me that. I have had the good fortune to be involved in some um, civic projects that I think um, have served the community well. I had the opportunity to design the new library um, when they finally decided to um, bring that more downtown and uh, mm-hmm. adjacent to McEwen Park and working with uh, the people to come up with um, a design and a character that um, really spoke um, to who we are in Coeur d'Alene mm-hmm. and to... Um, meet the needs of people that come to the library, which is a changing, you know, it's a dynamic sort of thing. Mm-hmm. From, uh, you know, when I was growing up, that's where the books were, where now it's where books and computers and research. And mm-hmm. and for some people, uh, at the other end of the spectrum, it's a dry pla- dry and warm place to come to in the wintertime. Right. So when you're designing a space like that, all of that kind of comes into, uh, into play and trying to make it a space that people feel like they can call their own mm-hmm. and that they feel comfortable in. That was um, that was a, a challenge and and very gratifying. Mm-hmm. I, I had the opportunity to work with some really good people. Um, another project that I again had the very good fortune to work on is the um, Ray and Joan Crock uh, Core Community Center that we did with the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was our firm in partnership with a firm out of uh, Denver, Colorado, that specialized nationally in community center design. But when they contacted us, they said, um, we don't want you just to rubber stamp what we're doing. We want you to make this something that says Coeur d'Alene. And we want to use local materials. We want to use local um, companies. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and uh, it was a, there's a much bigger story to this, but it involved the city of Coeur d'Alene um, getting, I mean, for, first of all, getting the grant to do this was an amazing accomplishment for mm-hmm. the for the grant writers. And then once they were awarded that, then the city got on board to find a site to put it and and then donated that site. And then the community had to raise $8 million of their own to show that they were behind the project right. mm-hmm. before um, the, the Salvation Army then um, released the funds to build the whole facility. So all of that took place, and it was a community effort. And, yeah. and so, again, that was... I feel so fortunate to have been involved in something that in, in engaged, you know, a larger part of the community. Right. And well, um, and impacted so many people it, it, here. It has been in place for 13 years and continues to carry a membership of close to 15,000, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. nobody anticipated. Right. Yeah, uh, I know. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And again, it's a place that we wanted um people to be able to come through the doors and feel like this was theirs mm-hmm. and that they felt comfortable there and not threatened. And so that was a big part of, of what was put together there. And I think that if you were to go and visit the Croc Center um, and just watch for a few hours, you'll see the whole cross-section of the community come and go through those yeah. doors. Yeah. And that, to me, is very, very gratifying. That's really cool. Um Another project, I, uh, community project I had the good fortune to be involved with is uh, Union Gospel Mission out of Spokane came over and wanted to do a women's and children's center here um, after mm-hmm. they did their re- research and said, there is a need here, a big need here. Mm-hmm. And uh, for whatever reason, they contacted um, our our firm, and I happened to be the person that um, had the kind of background that mm-hmm. was well suited to working with that group and we were able to put together that women's and children's center which now has continued to expand and they're looking for even further expansion as um, they meet the needs of, of right. you know so very difficult difficult situations mm-hmm. right. and helping people to um you know put lives back together again Mm-hmm. So those those projects have they they um, have a special place in my heart, mm-hmm. um, and then I've gotten to do a lot of fun stuff. Um, people have asked me, "Well, don't you have a desire to you know design and build your own house?" Well, if you saw where I lived and what my wife Patty has done, you'd say, "Well, why would you want to leave there?" Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a exactly. little cottage with an absolutely wonderful garden and uh-huh. pond around it. Um, but I, my response to people is, oh, I've designed my dream house about, you know, six or seven times. <laughs> Other people just pay for it. And yeah, it. right. <laughs> so, That's the way to do it. I love uh, that. That's uh, great. I've had very good clients who I've had good relationships with that have given me a lot of latitude mm-hmm. to design their home for them. And that has always been um, something I've enjoyed doing. And cool. continue to do, even though I'm mostly retired, I continue to do um, a residence or two each year. So, Didn't you fun. also design the um, visitor center at the Cataldo Mission? Yes, I did. That was another um, wonderful project to work mm-hmm. with the Coeur d'Alene tribe. And with their heritage and the, the artifacts that came in. And so we um, designed this facility that tried to... Um, reflect the culture of the of the Coeur d'Alene Indians. Mm-hmm. And if you were to look at the geometry of the building, 
um, you would see uh, shapes and forms that reflect some of the shapes and forms of their mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. early uh, habitation mm -hmm. in the area. Um, and then the interpretive center was, um, I mean, the artifacts that they have been able to save over the, I can say now, centuries. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was um, put together by a group um, from back east that did the actual interpretive center within the facility that we designed. But it is, uh, it's one of those things as you're driving on I-90, you think, oh gosh, there's the old mission. But when you stop into it, you go, my gosh, this is a world-class facility. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you isn't know? it Smithsonian quality? It is Smithsonian quality. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah. Having grown up in Smithsonian country, oh, yeah. um, That's right. I, I really appreciate the fact that that is... Um, you know, like a yeah. little extension of the Smithsonian. It's yeah. very cool. So enough about me. Yeah, I know. Let's get to that <laughs> garden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Patty, your passion is um, gardening. Why don't you talk a little bit about and that? And painting. And painting, I know. but Painting came later. Yeah. Painting later, but let's talk gardening first. Yeah. So, yeah, um, where we live, we've lived there since 1979, and I planted the very first rhododendrons that spring, and so some of them now have been there for 43 years, and they're quite large. But mm -hmm. um, I came by gardening um, from my mother, who is a, a still an avid gardener in her 80s, mm -hmm. and um, she was into uh, unique plants and collecting different unique things. Uh, we have different styles and I've been to, able to do mine, but um, it's not a, a big space. It's a city lot, um, 50 feet wide and about 110 feet deep with a little house in the middle. But um, there are people here in town who have gardened many more years than I have, but um, mine is maybe a little unique in that I've been gardening in this gardening in the same place for you know 43 years. Mm -hmm. So you have one person kind of putting out their expression uh, in this one place and tending to it and tweaking it and guiding it and manipulating it. Um, where where some who I know who have been gardeners much longer than I though they they've moved a couple of times and mm -hmm. and they've left one garden and started a whole new mm -hmm. one again right yeah yeah well I know that your garden um anytime I'm invited to it I never say no <laughs> <laughs> it's very peaceful yeah it's gorgeous yeah. yeah well we're fortunate because of the location having big established shade trees um, so it is, so it's predominantly a shade garden mm -hmm. and it's kind of modeled off of an English cottage style garden where you don't see any dirt in the beds. It's all covered with plant material mm -hmm. and, um, things kind of flounce over one another and billow out or, right. uh, um, and that's kind of the style, but then that kind of goes with the house as well. And then I took a, a passion of gardening and then turned it into my own business where I've been a garden landscape um, designer, mm -hmm. not an architect, but a designer, and um, did design build where I would 
design what's called the softscape, which is all the plant material mm-hmm. and um, how to use the space and all of that, and then joint venture with other landscapers that build all those things, and then I put in all the plant material. and Right. So I've done that for over 28 years, and now I'm trying to retire. Hey, ladies, have you heard about Nia yet? Hi, I'm Marilee Wallace. I'm a proud board member of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and owner of Nia. That's short for the North Idaho Alliance. We specialize in leadership development, specifically focused in connecting women to programs and workshops and the network to educate, empower, and enrich their lives. Our goal is to make positive impacts in our community while helping other women in North Idaho succeed. Next up is our Women of Impact Leadership Roundtable Series and our Women with Cool Jobs event. Those are both kicking off in the fall, so I hope you'll look us up. You can find us on Facebook at Women of Impact CDA or just give us a call at 208-660-1557. Go out and make it an impactful day. So, Patty, obviously gardening is your art, but um, you and Kevin have both started transitioned that's Mm -hmm. a good word i know thank you're so smart well i don't say a lot but every (laughs) once in a while (laughs) transitioned into art transitioned into doing art why don't you talk a little bit about how that came about and what's your style and what's your favorite medium Mm. so a seed was planted for me when i was back in junior high school mm-hmm. and a, a young man who was a very um, talented watercolor painter who was my age just kind of uh, wowed me with his um, artistic ability and i always thought wow wouldn't that be neat to learn how to do that and and to paint that way and then life happens and and you have to do other things and earn livings and all of that good stuff and right. raise children and etc mm-hmm. etc et and so you can put all those things just uh, that desire <clears throat> excuse me on hold mm-hmm. or, or put it aside and then you come to a point at least I did where it was like okay well I kind of see some time freeing up and um, where I could devote it to learning a new craft Mm -hmm. um, a new art form which for me is watercolor Mm -hmm. Um, I've always had to have creative outlets whether it's in cooking or working with decorating the home or um, flower arrangements even what I've always had to have a creative outlet um, which I might mention that your cooking is fabulous. <laughs> oh, <Also>. thank you, <laughs> thank you. Well, I had the good fortune to 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 work with a wonderful caterer here in Coeur d'Alene for a number of years, and I learned a great deal from her. Anyway, um, so the opportunity um, kind of you know presented itself, and also with you know um, the internet and YouTube and all of that to kind of start testing the waters and dabbling in and um, and that's kind of how I got started and then I met Jessica Bryant here in town who's a very talented mm-hmm. artist in watercolor and uh, met her over at Art on the Green one year and she had a sign up for classes and um, so I got brave enough to put my name on the list and I um, 
before the pandemic, I um, took classes from her for three years and have learned a great deal from her. And, uh, and we continue to talk art and composition. And as far as my own style, uh, because Kevin and I enjoy the outdoors so much, I would say that, you know, it's a lot about landscapes for us and the natural world and recording places that we've been in our artwork and what mm-hmm. we've seen. And as far as a style, though, uh, I'm still working on that. That's still a mm-hmm. process, and I don't feel like quite arrived there yet, but right. I'm still seeking it. Mm-hmm. Well, and you may never arrive because you're just constantly exploring, and that's that's the fun of it, isn't it? Just just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Creating. To, to keep exploring and mm-hmm. trying something different, and then mm-hmm. with it, going off and trying something completely different again or something and why not you know just just play around with it and see what you discover well I think that what you've been doing with your watercolor is pretty impressive watercolor is a tough it is not easy and you have (laughs) you have been and Jessica are amazing Jessica is a wonderful teacher yeah she's really one of the finest watercolorists Around, mm-hmm. I mean, nationally, yes, yeah. right, yes. nationally recognized. Nationally oh, yeah. recognized. I mean, we're so fortunate to have her yes. living mm-hmm. in our town, and then to take from her, I'd be intimidated just to take with her. Right. I'd be like, no, no, I can't. But um, she, yeah, the fact that you have, you know, study with her, and that how far you've come in just mm-hmm. a short amount of time is just true test your own talent is right for is sure. amazing so you can catch patty at the studio, <laughs> at the studio tour. tour you can also see her lovely garden yes because yes. they are one of the studios that's right i don't yes. know what number it is but i think it's three number three They're number three on the so studio. you should check out the studio tour guide mm-hmm. on the arts and culture page right the studio tour is this weekend yes Saturday, Sunday, 10 to 5 p.m. Right. And uh, you can check out the Jester Studio. They're number three. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about Patty's art. So now maybe we should check in with Kevin's art. What kind of art do you do, Kevin? <laughs> what can we see in your studio? Well, you, at first you'll see a, a uh, 80-year-old garage <laughs> <laughs> with all of my crap in it. <laughs> but it looks good. You've got so um, much good stuff in there. But we turned, I turned that into a place where I can do some artwork. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, as far as why art and why now, I think... Uh, you know, when Patty first met me, I was dabbling in different kinds of art, just mm-hmm. playing with it. Um, just because I, I had always had this vision that I wanted to do art, uh, but then I got involved in a career in architecture, and it was all-consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, no regrets. That was just the way it was. Right. Uh, but on my 60th birthday, Patty surprised me with a trip to a. Um, retreat in Montana and it happened to be an artist weekend where they brought in three um, four was it four um, you know regionally nationally recognized artists for a weekend 
Fun. And, um, Way to go, Patty. If, <laughs> Good gift. If you signed up for it, then what you would do is you would show up and you would meet the artists. And there was a, um, a painter, there was a sculptor, there was a pastel uh, artist, and I can't remember who the other was, but um, very accomplished, very wonderful people. And just, a sculptor. Uh, yeah. Did you say uh, sculptor? Greg Kel- mm-hmm. Yeah, Greg Kelsey, that was the sculptor. He's out of Durango, Colorado. Um, and of course, it was intimidating because these people were just—I mean, these were mm-hmm. really fine, fine artists. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of the weekend was you signed up, and then you got to follow them for a day or two, and they talked about their craft and how they did it and why, and then—and then you would—you um, know—you would work on a piece with them, and they would kind of coach you just to say, you know, this is how we do what we do. Right. Um, so th- that was a wonderful surprise, and it reawakened for me that desire to pursue. Mm-hmm. And I think um, Callie may have mentioned earlier the one thing about doing art is um, it's scary. And in mm-hmm. some ways, architecture is that way because you put a lot of yourself into it, and mm-hmm. then it goes public, and then you think, well, what if it's lousy? <laughs> right. What are people going right. to say? They're, gonna, they're just being and, polite. And so there's, you know, there's always, and I think, I think most artists will tell you this. There's those days that you question, why am I doing? Why am I doing this? Goodness <laughs> sake, people are just going to laugh at me. Um, so you have to punch your way through that and say, you know, I want to do it because there's something inside of me that. Um, you know, wants to see. Mm-hmm. And then that eventually rolls into how can I express myself? How can I share the joy of the world that I live in? And that's, I think, at least for some artists, that happens. That's what happened mm-hmm. with me. And like Patty said earlier, we live in this wonderful place called North Idaho, an environment that has so many um, opportunities for expression. Mm-hmm. From the mountains to the Palouse, to the wheat fields and the rolling hills out there, the old farm structures and um, silos and grain elevators, mm-hmm. and there's just all this geometry and wonderful stuff happening out there, and, and it's kind of like, well, I want to do that, well, I want to do that, and so you know, you start doing that, and mm-hmm. then you hide it until you finally do something. You think I might be able to show somebody that yeah. piece, you know, <laughs> and then eventually, I, I think you kind of get over it and say, no, you know what? We're all just out here trying. So, yeah, right. Just do um, it. And I think the whole point uh, a couple of years ago when you asked um, if we would be interested in being on the studio tour, I think, and Patty can certainly um, you know validate this, uh, we more wanted to give a venue for one of our, our uh, friends and great artists, Kathy Gale, mm-hmm. to show her work. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, can I show my work on your front porch right yeah right in your garden and we said yeah that would be great so we hosted kathy and i think we hosted kathy for a couple of years yeah Mm -hmm. and and then i think uh maybe it was you Allie, or somebody that kind of said well you ought to be in it that's Mm -hmm. right you guys should do do it yeah um, so, but we've um, had Stephen. Yeah, short yeah, so That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was getting to that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So we said, okay, we'll do that. And mm-hmm. so that was a big adventure for us. That was mm-hmm. a big step to to do that. And then our our dear friend Steve Shortridge um, 
uh, talked to him about that, and he was interested. And he said, well, yeah, I might do the studio tour. And we said, well, how about you do it at our place? And he goes, oh, that would be fun. (laughs) Here's this nationally known, you know, uh, romantic impressionist artist that mm-hmm. says, "Yeah, I'll paint on your front porch." Right. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And good. so Steve, you know, two years ago, Steve came and did that, and he had so much fun. He came back last year. Mm-hmm. He's coming and back this year. He and I just mm-hmm. painted in my little shop together, and yeah. and then he's coming back this year as well. Yeah. So it and is. And I a, feed you lunch. Yeah, and we and we get Patty's lunch, and we get to sit in the garden, and <laughs> um, people people seem to enjoy it. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I think the whole point of the studio tour and and Allie, you can um, certainly add to this it, it wasn't necessarily well for some artists is to show the artwork mm-hmm. but for others it was to say art can happen anywhere mm-hmm. you know and you don't have to be renowned to do art you right. just kind of do it right. and see where it goes and it can happen in a bedroom it can happen in a closet it can mm-hmm. happen in an old garage yep um and Callie, I know your studio is, yeah. you know, kind of evolved into different places. <laughs> it was and, a shed, and yeah. then it became a she shed. Yeah. Then I threw a chandelier in it, and now uh, it's my beautiful studio. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's just how it happens. Yeah, right. And, and hopefully that unlocks um, that spirit within other people that say, you know, I've always wanted to do that. Why mm-hmm. not? You know, so I hope that's what happens on yeah. the studio tour. And for those artists that, you know, make a living at it, I hope they sell art. Right, exactly. But for mm-hmm. other people, it's just kind of, um, you know, um, what I want to say, demystifying it a bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Saying, you know, this is just about doing it. Yeah. And uh, then it then it becomes something maybe bigger for, for like Patty and I. Mm-hmm. I think that we both want to create this sense of place that mm-hmm. we find right. so special right and it's our interpretation of what that is and with patty's florals it's a it's what she sees in the plants that she does and mm-hmm. how they um you know every spring pop out and show their colors and it's mm-hmm. like wow did you see that and then she can capture that now in in her own form of expression which is really a lot of fun right mm-hmm. yeah I agree. And you know what's really fun to me is um, seeing the two of you um, because of what you do and what you've done. It's it's like it, it's all a reflection of who you are. And and I love that. I, there, you know, I've seen other artists who have a real disconnect between the person that they represent in the community and then what they do artistically. But yours your art both of you together um it's all about the environment and and um the things that you love and i i i just think that's amazing mm-hmm. i think authenticity is very very important to both patty and i that that we do represent ourselves that this is who we are mm-hmm. you know right wrong and different good bad right this is this is who we are this mm-hmm. is what we see um this is what gives us joy um, and, um, you know, I think that it's a great opportunity, you know, to, to have found that freedom mm-hmm. right. to do that and not let the intimidating factors of, you know, how is this going to be viewed, right. <laughs> um, stymie you from taking that next step, you know? Right. And I I do want to mention that you mostly work in pastels. Are you oils or pastels? I've yeah, tried. I'm. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, I'm. I do work in both mediums. Yeah. 
and um, I, in the summertime, it, as it just as it turns out, in the summertime, I I play around with oils mm-hmm. um, more, and in the wintertime, I I work in pastels. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's because just, it's hot, and they might dry a little faster. <laughs> not only that, but some of the because the we our, our little house is you know it's oh, yeah, yeah, a yes. cottage, and if I oil paint in the house, then the whole house smells like I get know, oil painting going on. Yeah, like, I know you do. I'm like resin. So, yeah. <laughs> so for me, it's you know. Uh, I can work out in my shop until it's about 40 degrees, and then it's mm-hmm. got to it go inside. A, then it gets a little bit more challenging. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So then I come right. in. Yeah, but I can do pastels all year round. I just uh, oils are still a learning curve for me, so I'm just kind of dabbling and trying new stuff and mm-hmm. seeing where it goes. Hey y'all, it's Jason from Tubbs Coffee Roasters. We are North Idaho's specialty coffee roaster. We are homegrown and we are local. We love coffee and we love our community, especially Allie and Callie in Artcast. We have a retail space in our roastery in Hayden, and we can also be found on the shelves at Super One and Yolks. And if you like to buy coffee online, we do offer subscriptions. You can find us at tubscoffeeroasters.com. Support arts and culture and your local roaster. That's all. So we should talk about, um, you were on the Arts and Culture Alliance board Mm -hmm. for many years, and you were a part of the Kids Draw Architecture. So tell us a little bit about that program. Mm -hmm. Well, it was a a fun program. Um, I'm trying to think, Allie, who was it that started it? She was the instructor at NIC. Len Maddie. Len Maddie. I just saw her Mm -hmm. the other day, and she mentioned that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, started this with, a, actually I started with a class that she did at NIC and then it, it went from being a class in looking at the architecture in Coeur d'Alene and what are the historical context of some of that into how about we introduce this to children and then how about we have them draw and then it turned into Kids Draw Architecture which was a program that started in Santa Barbara, California mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken with a group of architects down there. So uh, I, I got recruited, um, and not knowing any better, I said yes. <laughs> and then for, for several years then, I was able to um, be a part of that program. And it's a wonderful program to introduce kids, not only to, um, at first it was about architecture, but it's evolved from there to just about what do you see around you. Mm-hmm. And and how how would you draw it? You yeah. Know, how do you see it? And um, so that became just kind of mining these young minds and and trying to break down the barriers of saying, yeah, go ahead and just sketch it. Yeah. You right. know, there's no bad drawing. There's just drawing. Yeah. And that's kind of what it became. And then um, we've had the opportunity to go up to the Cataldo Mission and do some work there and around town in Coeur d'Alene here. And then and the, I think this year it's going to be in the city park, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. There's a number of wonderful um, structures and objects and things like that to do there. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's a great program. And, uh, and it's fun to see. I mean, you got the whole mix of kids from uh, what am I doing here? And, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and when are we done? To uh, and how cute the, is that girl over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To the ones who uh, kind of 
you know, get into it and just say, well, that it. was fun. Yeah. And, you know, to have the parents come back afterwards and say, God, that was so That was a great, yeah, a great to day. To have our kids do something like yeah. that. So that, that's probably Well, really it kind of reminds me of what, you know, you, Patty, Patty treated you to on your 60th birthday, yeah. um, where you got to go and basically be mentored by mm. these yeah. amazing artists. So we're giving kids in this community the opportunity to be mentored by experts yeah. in the field, um, which is a really cool opportunity, I right. think. Right. Yeah. And this year, I'll just say that um, one of the things that's kind of unique about this year that I heard is that the firm that I used to be um, associated with um, has taken this on. That you're a, still associated yeah, with. Yeah, I'm still, sorry, that's a forever job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're never going to let you go. Yeah, I'm more retired than I've ever been. I'm still, Patty's still, laughing. I'm still there. Um, but they've taken it on as a firm project, which I'm really proud of them mm-hmm. and 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 um, opening up the opportunity for architects uh, landscape architects um, technical drafting people to come out and and take that role of being a mentor mm-hmm. um, to share with kids so we'll see how it goes you yeah know, they put it out there and we'll see how it kind of evolves this year and I yeah I told them I mean if they if they run out of uh people to fill spots i'll i'll be back up but uh, i'll kind of stay out of the way this year and let it let it become uh, a next generation thing all right and yeah. that date is what day so that's september. saturday september 17th 17th and um you can sign up online at um the arts and culture alliance cda.org um it's uh ages the ages it's we the ages are 10 and, and up, up. Mm-hmm. um and we will talk to you if if you have a kid that's a little bit younger and and maybe a little more mature. Um, basically, we're we're trying not to just do babysitting for the day, but yeah. um, actually work with kids that really want to mm-hmm. that are really interested. Yeah, that good. really want to yeah. learn how to draw and learn how to see and it's a fun that day. sort of thing. It's a fun day mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Fun. So, um, yeah, uh, artsandculturecda.org slash kids-draw-architecture. She's and got you can it. sign your kids up. It is $10 for um, per kid, but each kid gets a backpack and a t-shirt and a sketchbook and lunch and snacks during the day mm-hmm. and a pizza party at the end. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's a pretty a pretty good deal for yeah. ten dollars. And then we're back to the art, uh, the studio tour. tour. So let's not forget, we've got the bus tour is all sold out. It is sold out. The shuttle. The, the shuttle. Yep. Where, where I'll, I'll be the yes. happy guide, the happy guide, giving the scoop on all the artists. Mm. <laughs> we get two, but, yeah. So next year, you have to get your tickets early because yeah, those well, tickets we're gonna go have fast. Two, two buses next next Ooh, year. There two, you go. Two buses a day next year. That's awesome. Yeah, but that'll be great. We have how many studios, Hallie? We have seventeen, 17 studios, studios and yeah. forty-two artists. artists. Right. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. It just but keeps getting bigger and bigger. It does get bigger, bigger and, and better. Bigger and and, um, and the weather's going to be great. Is good. And some very accomplished artists at, yeah. the, at the reception last um, Friday. 
evening. Um, I mean, very accomplished and wonderful work. Mm-hmm. It was. That was oh, a I, oh, an impressive show. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we should mention, if you go to the studios, every artist has their... Collector's, collector's edition, piece. edition piece. That's right. It's six inches by six inches. Mm-hmm. $95. So mm-hmm. you could own your own Kevin Jester or Patty Jester. That's right. And uh, Or any of the other participating artists. Yes. And they're really cool pieces. Yeah, we had them on display at the preview reception. And it, it's a, they're really... They're all very clever. They're all really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else that you want to talk about about the studio tour? I mean, Are you just getting to your garden <laughs> is a treat in and of itself, but also to see Patty's watercolors and your pastels and oils and and then Stephen Shortridge who who never disappoints. Never. Mm-hmm. Never. He's so fun to watch, and he always paints when he's at our place. Mm-hmm. And he will have multiple things all at kind of different stages, stages yeah. um, that he works on through the, the weekend. He's very prolific yeah. yeah, with his work. And it's just fun to watch him. Fun to I mean, watch yeah. him, yeah. That's fun. It'll yeah. be good. It'll be a good weekend. I think the weather's going to be, gonna be great. great. Wish so. I could go. It's free. <laughs> I know you can't because you're stuck in your I'll be, studio. In your studio. I'll be in my yeah. studio. I'll be fixing that resin that messed <laughs> up today. I know Julie Clark is really excited to get out. She gets to you know, go this she, year. She has been in the studio tour yeah. for several years, and she's moving, so she opted not to be in the studio tour this year and gets to go. Yeah, she's so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be fun. It'll be anyway. Fun. Well, thank you very much. For, well, thanks for having well, thank us. Yes, thanks for having us. It's, yeah. it's an honor. Yeah. It's always oh, a joy talking to both of you. And thank we you. love your garden, and, and you're always so nice to my family. The only thing oh, that would have made this better is if we could have done it in it, the garden. That's true. <laughs> in the garden with I the know. jesters. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Next time. Anyway, I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And whatever you do today, make sure it's creative. The Alley and Callie Artcast is a program of the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and is sponsored by NIA, North Idaho Alliance, a woman-based leadership organization designed to inspire, uplift, and impact your community and lives. And Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted coffee.